So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, 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 or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. I'm surprised that we actually made it back so soon after our last episode. By so soon, I mean it's been two weeks or so, but right, it still feels pretty soon. We've got an intruder trying to bust in. Um, we weren't expecting to... Well, we said we might get another episode in before Abby has her baby, but we, I think didn't really think that was possible. I didn't feel confident we would, but yet here we are. This is a special episode for all of you in celebration of Abby's due date. Uh-huh. And officially now being the furthest I've ever been pregnant. Yes. So, that's special. By we a can few all hours. celebrate that. Yeah. The latest you have gone before this was your fourth baby. Yes. And, and he was, I like woke up on my due date already in labor. In labor. And then had him around five in the afternoon. Yep. There's intruder so, number two. Oh, is that Bo now? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had stealthily snuck into Tim's office. Oh, and. And an alarm. <laughs> we're really on top of things. Um, if we were a real podcast, we would start over. Yeah. But we're but not. But we're not. So. This, we have no plan of what we're talking about either, so this might be all you get. This is just what <laughs> This is the end of the episode. Life. But so, today is your due date. Mm-hmm. And you're not in active labor right now. Nope. Sure you're not. You're still, you tend to have a lot of action and activity and discomfort in your uterus likes to be irritable. Have you heard the irritable uterus terminology yes, before? Yes, absolutely. Um, Abby has an irritable uterus. I just, yeah, I think it likes to ramp up, up long before we're in active labor. And for some of my births, that has served me well, and I feel like they were quicker than yeah. maybe they would have been, if, or maybe not. Who knows? But, but we're going to go with that. So Your body's doing a lot of work. It is hard ready. to know when we're actually doing something. Yep. But as of now, God has been working in you and challenging you and getting you to a place of learning contentment in new ways. Yes. I think this time has been especially challenging because baby number seven my last baby came 12 days early so it felt I wasn't sure what to expect this time this time because he unexpectedly came earlier than my others and so um I just wasn't sure if I was gonna have another earlier baby or not but yes. turns out not Turns out he wants to be a record holder in an opposite direction. Yeah. So. So what has been going on in our lives lately? Nothing. 
we didn't our last episode that we did we didn't really give a lot of life update we just yeah i guess that's true dove straight into stormy's birth story so danny's also going through what we say is <laughs> my house pregnancy a house pregnancy we tend to to find that it seems that god has us use the birth analogy in a lot of areas of our lives and <laughs> and he seems like he always even though our up. circumstances are and challenges of situation are very different a lot of the times the like things we're learning and things god's teaching us tend to match up even though our circumstances are different so i'm learning contentment in my long overdue house renovation mm-hmm. birth <laughs> and i'm doing like a weird double pregnancy right now because mm-hmm. i am still waiting on completing our bathroom renovation that we started i mean the leak happened back in march so it's now october yeah, this actually was seven months yesterday mm-hmm. of when the original problem happened. And we have vanities in our bathroom and flooring, and we're just waiting on paint and mirrors and lights. lights. So that will be really nice. Hopefully that will get finished in the next week or so. And then... Right now, our entire kitchen is complete. Well, I can't say entire. <laughs> Your entire kitchen is completely gutted of nothing except a utility sink and a dishwasher. And a rental water cooler. Yes. Like a, mm-hmm. an industrial-sized 30-person yeah. capacity. Yep, those are the three things in our kitchen right now. And currently, also my new chair that I got for my bedroom is in... My kitchen. Oh. I just haven't moved it back to my bedroom yet. Do you like it? I do. I'm hoping... Are you going to shampoo it? Yes. It's got dirt marks on it, but they don't look too bad, and it's brand new. Otherwise, it sells tags on it, and I got it for $75 off of Facebook Marketplace. So Great. I'm excited to not have a an ottoman in my room anymore. I, instead, I switched to a rocker recliner that the recliner can pop out because we don't have a lot of space in our bedroom but we used to have a queen size bed and then about a year ago we got a king size bed which has been really nice but the amount of extra space in our room I don't have like a nursery room so my my rocking chair is always in our bedroom we also failed to mention that we have a special guest. Yes, we do. She was not here last episode when Just we told her birth story. Stormy's joining us tonight, so... If you hear little coo noises, I didn't or give birth. like <laughs> growling, grunting noises. She makes special noises. She's hanging out with us. Um, so... So your entire... You have an entire makeshift kitchen in your basement. Yes. We set up a six-foot folding table, a four, actually two six-foot folding tables, and then some, like, kitchen carts and tables that we had, and one of our refrigerators actually died, so we're using just our spare basement refrigerator, which isn't very big, and 
we're sharing it with our basement renter. So that just means that I get to go grocery shopping like every few days. <laughs> yeah. I have to go and get like almond milk and things that I can't fit multiples of that I usually would have multiples of. I mean, by multiples, I still get two at a time, but I can't get four at a time. Yeah. Um, I've got an instant pot, crock pot, toaster, toaster oven. oven provided by our good friend Ashley. That has been, been a life changer. It, it, I have been pleasantly surprised at how much things you've made it in. Impressed. I know. And, and that it actually like cooks very well, like evenly and. Yeah, that yeah. really is shocking I've to me. Made like cookies in it and yeah. French bread pizza and taquitos and biscuits and yeah. I think I thought maybe like taquitos yeah. would be like more like of like a heating something up something. Up. Yeah, yeah, maybe heat up some leftovers or crisp something up. But I've actually like baked brownies and like mm-hmm. I've made some things. So that's been very nice to have. But our big challenge is because of the electricity situation in the basement and having the fridge plugged in, you can only run one appliance at a time. <laughs> and I didn't count on that when I set it all up. I thought like, oh, and then I can have stuff in the crock pot and I can like heat this up in the microwave. Yeah. But I can't do that or it trips the whole breaker. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So that's, that's why when I say that things are taking like an hour and a half to make, it's right. because I can only do one, one thing at part a time. of the meal at a time. Right. But then it's like cold by the time mm-hmm. the rest of your parts are done. Yes. Yeah, so you have to strategically plan. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to have pasta and sauce, you heat up the pasta first. So then the sauce is really hot to put over it mm-hmm. to kind of make you think you kind of have hot pasta at the yeah. end of it. Yeah. It's special. But your only sink is upstairs. Correct. In your real kitchen. Right. Even though we are building a bathroom downstairs and actually have all the water lines and plumbing to the sink in the bathroom downstairs, but there's no knobs on anything yet. Yeah. So we can't actually use it. So you don't... I, I know all of you probably will be able to relate to this in that you've probably all had times where your water's turned off in a day. And you suddenly learn how much you rely on your sink in the mm-hmm. kitchen and how often you go to it. Just like, to like even like rinse off your hands after you yes. cut up an apple or mm-hmm. like yeah. things like that that you don't the even. The constant amount of times that you're like, oh, and I want to use water again. Oh, yeah. and I still need some more water. So it's eye opening and fills your heart with gratitude for the times you have it right there. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I've been getting extra exercise and running up and yeah. down stairs. You don't even need to go do any extra workouts. I know. Except that I really should start swimming again because I bought a swim pass that expires in December. Mm. I told my mom today that if I don't start swimming, then the three times that I have gone to swim are going to be the most expensive swimming times of my <laughs> life. <laughs> but... That's a whole other area of my life that's always fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. You get to be six months postpartum and you're like, oh, this is just really not magically I mean, going away the way that it did when I was 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You're 37. 
things just like to linger longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you're about to get there too. Are you excited? <laughs> just can't wait. Just kidding. <laughs> um. What else has been happening? We all started co-ops with our kids, but we're in different ones this year. Yeah, our life has been just kind of... Tim's been really busy with work and preparing for Reform Con, a conference he's helping to do, and... Um, yeah, so we've just been kind of in this... Waiting. waiting on a baby to come stage for a little bit and some of the good things Bo is walking yes like a proficient little... walker yeah I he's feel like. he like he really not like you'd get him out of the car and have him walk into no church or no. something not no. like that but like but he walks around the house and like you can easily set him down mm-hmm. wherever in your house mm-hmm. and he can walk yeah. wherever that's been great i really wanted him to be walking at least this amount before we had a new baby so i'm really thankful that he's been doing that these will be my closest babies at 14 months apart and then my last, Bo and Ruben, number six and seven, were how many months apart? I think they were eight, no, 18 months apart. January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Yeah. Okay. 18 months apart. Okay. So almost, I'll have the three. Almost exactly, because Ruben was oh, the yeah. 26th and Bo was the 29th. Okay. So. so yeah, I'll have the three under two and a half years old which is my my closest gap of them under two and a half reuben is two and a half right now not under two and a half reuben's already over two and a half oh a two and a half okay yes sorry (laughs) just yeah they're they're under three yes three and under i mean three under three Three under three (laughs) (laughs) yep upgraded and got a triple stroller Never had one of those. I mean, it's not, I guess, technically a triple stroller, but you can put three kids on it. Have you given it a whirl yet? Yes. How did that go? Going into co-op. Oh. For our first co-op, because I had to bring... So it was with Ruben, Bo, and Arrow. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. I didn't have Zaya to put in there. Right, right. But, um, good. Good. Yeah, I liked it. So, at least have some kind of option to transport a bunch of kids. Yep. And suddenly, even though our lives feel really crazy and this is not making it feel like it's that crazy. I mean, my house feels a little crazy. Right, but people can't can't see that. Like not, experience. The experience of going... Because you also have to take into consideration your entire living room. Is yeah. filled with cabinet. You can't even go in your living room. You can't room. go into our living room. Or the back so, patio. Right. So really all you have are your bedrooms that you have are filled with beds. Like where you sleep. Right. Like. And then. Where one of them is where seven boys sleep. Right. And then a basement like living area that so, is now also turned into a makeshift kitchen. Right. So the basement living area is why this is doable. 
Otherwise, we, You'd have to move we out. would have to move out with the level of how much things are ripped apart. Right, right but now. the basement living area is currently where our renter lives. It's the boys have a Lego room, which is also their closet room. Uh huh. So, but you, ha- it's like packed it's full with all your stuff in there from other rooms, right? And your makeshift kitchen. It's got our table from upstairs, and you're like adding a bathroom down there, like. Yes. There's no... Oh, that's part of what makes it crazier. I don't think we mentioned that we were adding the... Ba- oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yes, but so it's halfway done, but it's... When when they're doing things like mixing up cement mm-hmm. and filling it and, like, I don't know. There's been a lot of, like, dust and construction-y type things right next to my makeshift kitchen. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, even when you just think of having 10, well, 12 people... Plus your renter, 13 people in that like small space, <laughs> but you're also cooking. Kids are doing piano. And Kids drums. are doing drums. You, and the history on the computer. It, there's like, can you give me a contraction? <laughs> Just talking about it. It's okay. like, there's no. So are we making it sound more hectic yet? <laughs> there's no. I'm surprised you guys aren't at my house more, honestly. Yeah, I am too. But there is a level of. Knowing where, I know you may say it would be fine if we were over more, but I also know, I just know end of pregnancy time isn't like necessarily when you want people over extra yeah, amounts But I of feel time. like it's been cool it's, to see how God has provided for both of us in like you needing a kitchen to cook, th- like an oven and me needing someone to cook for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. But so Saturday night. We were, we had a plan. We had an event that we were supposed to go to that was going to have dinner at it. And that got canceled due to sickness. So suddenly we didn't have dinner plans. Mm-hmm. And so my kids have really been wanting chicken piccata, but that's basically a hundred percent impossible to make in my makeshift kitchen. Yeah. I, there's no part no. of anything that would work. No. Yeah. So I asked Abby if I could use her kitchen to make it, but I would make it for both of our families. So that worked out great. It did. You made some vegetables to go with mm-hmm. it, which was and wonderful. Some bread. And you made some bread. And then tonight, I had no plan for dinner because I kind of got halfway through my meal planning and then just suddenly Quit. decided it was good. <laughs> I don't know. And I had no plan for dinner either because I you expected you I'd have a baby by now. Which sounds like the biggest disaster in the world. Uh-huh. Me with not a good kitchen, having no meal plan, and you thinking you'd have a baby and you didn't and having no meal plan. Yes. But, but somehow at 5.15, yeah. was it? We pulled just, out some taco meat Abby had in the freezer and we... Got some tortillas I, I made. I contributed two heads of lettuce and that was <laughs> it. Got out some beans and corn. You brought the corn? Oh, corn. Corn. So we whipped up tacos for everyone, and it was turned great. out great. Yeah, I felt like it was a the kids ate a ton. Oh, they got nice and full. And... Yeah, so that was a fun little distraction. Yeah, I feel like it was hard to think about what I was going to do tonight that didn't just feel like exhausting and waiting and boring and yeah. Gross. So it was a good distraction for me for tonight. And look, she still had enough energy to come yeah. and record in this room. And also, we blew up the birth tub yes. tonight, which 
Tim was hesitant to do because he has so confidently pre-blown it up. Or blown it up um, when I was in labor for most of them. Not all of them. That he just felt like he didn't need to blow it up ahead of time. I mean, when we think about this, Cade, he blew it up in labor, but your labor was five days long. Yeah, so that one didn't count. Calvary? No, it wasn't blown up for Calvary. Well... For Calvary, that ended up being a bad thing, that it wasn't blown up. Right, because it because had a hole in it. Because then he went to blow it up, and it had a hole in it, and yeah. then we were scrambling, and then you had a different birth tub, and it did work out, but it was smaller. I don't feel like yeah. it was as nice of a birth tub. Yeah. And um, then Arrow, he blew it up once our water broke. And I will say that that experience with Cal, while he may not re- be remembering it as being it stressful... It was stressful. It was really stressful. Well, especially with Cal... I had never given birth in the tub, so I didn't know how helpful a tub was. Right. That it wouldn't have been as devastating to me then as it would have been now if I couldn't yes. get a tub. Yes. It, now because it would have been. you weren't even planning necessarily on... I didn't... You didn't really know if you wanted to I didn't to care birth because I didn't know how great it was. But right. now I know how great it is to deliver in a tub that yeah. I would be really... So... But it still felt for me as being there and for Tim... Still felt stressful trying yeah. to figure it out and yes. like not what we would really want to be doing right. while we're trying to help you. Yes, and I don't have like super fast labors at all. No, like four or five hours, but enough that I want I want him yeah. to be with me, not like trying to deal with the tub. I have honestly been totally fine not having it blown up until this point. But when Tim came home from a little date with one of our kids tonight in half our neighborhood was without power i was like yeah, there's like a storm i was like oh that would be really sad if you had to also blow this up by mouth <laughs> so not just sad impossible <laughs> like if because our pump is electric is electric and Plug-in. so i'm like could we just could we just blow this up tonight we're not doing anything right now yeah. and just have that part done and have so space for it he did so that's done that's blown up and ready to go the kids were very excited. Normally, they don't see that part of things, and yeah. So, yeah. Ruben was the one you had it for the longest. That's yes. just because you had a whole other room. I that had a whole bedroom that set up for yeah his birth, but you couldn't have it more than two and a half weeks early because I used it. No, I think it was only like a week early. Yeah. So by the time we got it over to you and yeah. So, there's predictions floating around that this will be one of your bigger babies. Uh huh. Which, I mean, we've all been. I all guess, of my babies. Ruben had, wasn't bigger than Arrow, but they've all gotten a little bit bigger. Yeah. Besides um, that? Yeah. For the most part, yeah. I have had two six pounders and then. They're all really kind of the consistent rest. for the gestation you have them. Yeah. Because your six pounders were both on the earlier side. Yep. And, and your seven pound was a, exactly was... A couple days early, and then my ones that were right around the due date were high sevens, low eights. Right. This one, though, I feel like... I don't know. I could be totally... But Bo was kind of the outlier, because he was... He was early, sevens. and he was my earliest. Right. So... He would your earliest. Your earliest without inducing. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't count Graceland as... Right, but just saying that he wasn't earlier than the six-pound Oh, sure. Yes. Um, But this one has been predicted for the last little bit here to be on the bigger side. But who knows? It's hard to know. But it wouldn't surprise me, especially if... Since I've gone my longest so far, and if I keep going for a bit, I feel like he will absolutely be my biggest baby. Yeah. So we'll see. Hmm. Should we talk about any of the other crazy aspects of our lives? Sure. I thought we were going to dive into something, but as we're talking, I'm like, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Wait, not a baby. Yeah, what were we going to dive know. into? I don't know. I just felt like there was going to be <laughs> some something deep, enlightening. Deep lesson. Yeah. Really, the lesson is we're both waiting, waiting, trying to be content. I'm waiting to be patient. Probably my biggest challenge in my whole remodel is that I'm trying to follow my husband's lead on how to go about project managing project managing yeah and i wouldn't say that we're well i wouldn't i do understand the difference between being really naggy and annoying versus just basically what i think is just being a good communicator, I think he views as being naggy and annoying. For, like, the people who are working for you. Yes, for checking in on things. Yes. Yeah. And what he considers being a good communicator, I tend to see as maybe not quite... Pushing things along as quickly as... Helping the process. Yeah. So, we've been working on that. I've been working on just being okay with... And, but he also wants to know my opinions on things, so mm-hmm. I have to learn how to give those in a nice way. Yeah. And then be fine if he doesn't agree with my opinions on them. Because my reaction is just to be like, well, I'm just not going to care about any of it. I don't want to give you my opinion about any of it. Yeah. Just do it all. And But that's not what he, he doesn't. That's not helping him. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to help him, but I'm supposed to help him and then be okay with how he decides to do things, yes. which is how we're supposed to be about everything in life. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to help them and then be okay with how they choose to handle it. So 17 years in as a wife, and I'm still feeling still very... submission helper role. Still feeling very... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Novice. Oh, like I mm-hmm. haven't learned it very yeah. well yet. But then God brings these little times along that just help us to learn it in a whole mm-hmm. new way. And same, I feel like the same way with no matter how many like pregnancies and how many times you get to like this point of pregnancy at the end, somehow you still have more to learn. Like you still... Haven't just, like, figured out how to do the end of pregnancy well. God always reveals new, like, sins and idols and fears and things that you didn't, you thought you were over and, like, had kind of conquered in a previous pregnancy. I'm, like, thinking through, like, what were those with Stormy? And it's, like, that was the most different one because in some ways 
it had I mean, it really it had nothing to do with the end of pregnancy the way you'd normally think of it. Mm-hmm. And really, it only had everything to do with the fact that I didn't even have a functioning toilet in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had a whole host of, like, other... It was, like, house... Well, I think it came down to, like, trusting God in so many unknowns. Yes. That's where, what your end of pregnancy lesson was with her was, because yes. it felt like there were so many things that were unsure, unknown, no idea how this is going to work out, and God was like, well, just trust me. Yeah. Which, obviously, is a principle and a truth that everyone learns at the end of pregnancy in some capacity. Like, there's different varying levels of that. But there's so many unknowns and end of pregnancy that, you know, when you'll go to labor, you know, how the birth will go. I just think it was so extremely drastic that it almost didn't feel as hard because there was no option. There wasn't even a way to try to think through how I was going to figure any of it out. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, guess I'm not figuring it out. And I just get to see what happens. So in some ways it almost felt like. One of my easier ones, even though the actual circumstances were some of the most extreme. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've been trying to figure out what's going on ever since. Yeah. And seven months later, yeah, you're still trying to sort out that. I think for me, the end of this pregnancy has surprisingly been, I haven't really struggled with fears much in this pregnancy in general, but even towards birth like I know I did all of my others up until a couple days ago (laughs) but before that I felt like I was kind of like oh whatever like even so my last baby I had an epidural in the hospital after our car accident and so part of me would think I would have more fear going into like going back to a home birth and not having an epidural but I really didn't um it almost worked the opposite it, yeah, it almost helped me. Made you more excited about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And up until Sunday. Sunday night. Was it Sunday night? No, Saturday, Saturday night. night. Today's Monday. Yeah, Saturday um, night. Saturday night, I suddenly felt like I wanted to throw up. Like, so dread, dreadful and nervous. And, like, what am I doing? This is a terrible idea. So much so that I thought, like, I'm for sure going to go into labor because I felt like it was the first time that I was, like, didn't want to go into labor and... Which was actually funny because the night before that was when you were having pretty consistent, Mm -hmm. regular, pretty strong contractions. That was the night that I was like, maybe she's really going into labor this time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you didn't. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday night, you weren't having that stuff happening so much, but you now had the... Yes. Like, now she... Oh, she just needed to get over this yep. fear, and now things are really going to kick in. And then last night... We were like, oh, Abby seems fine. I actually felt... Gr- yesterday, all day, I felt great. Last night, I felt great. So then I was like, well, maybe this is just the calm before the storm. Most... Like, my, my latest other two kids, I, like, started having stuff happen that night before my due date. So, this is probably just when something's going to happen. And then I woke up this morning. Here you are. And here I am, still just hanging out. So, um, but yeah, it's been an interesting... And now she's just gotten over that hump where she's like, well, I'm probably just never going to have the baby. Because yeah. if I haven't had the baby by now, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably it, never going to It does happen. kind of go through your mind of like, well, I guess if I can go past the longest I've ever gone, then I could go... 
even further past yeah like there's no like nothing to compare it to we're in like uncharted territory here now so yeah we'll just kind of have to see but um i think contentment has been a big one that god has been teaching me and just being do you remember it being hard with cal so for context with cal who you're fourth Mm -hmm. you had been induced with your first Mm -hmm. your second had been a home birth but you had him 39 in four days i think okay but you went into labor at like 39 weeks yes with Mm -hmm. what you thought was labor and And then my third though was like a castor oil induction at 38 weeks right so so I think Do you remember like the last week between 39 yes, and 40 Yes, because I weeks? had prodromal labor, like I tend to do, at 39 weeks. Which um, is when you had kind of gone into labor with... Yes, I definitely had like some contractions. Which we and say you went into labor with your second, but after now knowing how your body does this prodromal labor thing, it's right. like... Hard to were know you actually what... in labor or were you not knowing because it was your first yeah. experience, so you... We're taking prodromal labor as being in labor and yeah, just rolling with it. Yeah, it really is it. hard to know. But so I feel like you could have been in labor for like 10 days by now if you... <laughs> if I counted all In of the it. mindset of... Yeah. This is labor. You've had some very labory moments. Yes. And I, I did that with my fifth and sixth a lot. Yeah. Having a lot of like days of feeling like this is definitely early labor. Yeah. And then the next day I feel totally fine. Yeah. So, it's just, you know, been learning you have, that. And you didn't have any times of feeling fine in those days of Cade's labor. No. But you were also doing things like walking and... Yes. Like... Trying to get things Keep Keep going. labor going yes. because yes. you were, like, in labor. Felt like I needed so. to. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, this time I... It's been kind of normal in a sense of, like, I've gone through the prodromal before, but it, it, the extra curveball has, has just felt like with my last baby being so early, like, I don't know when this is right. actually labor and when we're going to stop and, like, go to Target tomorrow. Like, I just don't know. We pretty know. much know it's labor when her water breaks. Yes. That is the consistent thing with... So we're going to be real shocked. Yes. This is what I keep joking with her this time, is that I feel like she's going to mentally be waiting so much on her water breaking, uh-huh. and that, well, my water always breaks, like, on the earlier side in labor. And I'm, like, not even going to make it to filling up the tub, because... That she's just going to get all the way and, like, be pushing the baby out, and then her water's going to break, and she's going to have talked herself so into that it can't actually be labor yet that yeah. she will just go through all of her labor not even realizing that's what it is that, i mean that would be fine yeah. i would be fine with that but that's how mine has typically gone so kind of just in limbo i know it'll be over soon i know this will be a story to tell and we'll have come away from it growing in the ways that god wants to use it to grow me in and it will be good it is just a hard limbo place to be so yeah and i don't know it could be on my 20th pregnancy and still feel like this could be like it still feels like i'm never gonna be like okay we just do that never know Maybe at 20 we could get there, but eight is not, I have not Not accomplished all the things the Lord wants to 
sanctify me in the end of pregnancy. So, what else is new? Well, we have <laughs> other things we're working on. We had zero discussion ahead of time. I know we didn't. So I didn't know if we were going to say we're it. Gonna but talk about it or not? But I'm trying to decide if we should just be like vague and give like a weird teaser or if we just I say we just go for it. Do you? We could do whatever you want. I don't really care. I'm just thinking through Okay, we could give it <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we are currently also staying busy with uh I wouldn't I don't even know what you would call it because on one hand from a very like logistical standpoint, it would be a business, mm-hmm. but also it's a lot of what Abby and I just do anyway in life. Yes, yeah. Um. So it's been one of the things that have has held us back from podcasting over these last several months. Yeah, trying to almost figure a year out now when we're gonna do what with it and when we're gonna announce what and yeah, just figuring that out, but. But we are moving things along, and there will be a public announcement soon. Yes. Because there's no way around it. Yes. So, we are... If you hadn't guessed, there are... It it does involve birth-related things. Mm -hmm. Yes. And... And surprisingly, you, you, I, we've already talked about doing our birth class and things like that. Um, right. Just kind of the kind of framework in which these things are now falling together under. And we've been busy working on trying to figure this all out in our spare non, time. Non-spare time. So. But God has continued to make it very clear and push us along, even though we're like... Uh, I am excited for podcasts that we can do to kind of talk more fully about that story Mm -hmm. of just the details because I feel like there's a lot of them that just are kind of mind-blowing at yeah why none of this in a human logical way makes any sense but yet so look out for that one in maybe November yeah I would say November there'll be an episode on that yeah we can talk more about what we're looking forward to our big announcement and Abby's birth story will be the yeah. next things we'll get around to talking about. Yeah. So we may not commit to it every Saturday morning episode for you guys right now, but... I mean, let's be honest. When she says we may not commit to it every morning, like, we for sure won't commit. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not even a potential option. Right. So you just have to be, like, surprised whenever there's a new one. You never know when it's going to be. Yeah. We'll probably still always only release them on Saturday mornings. But will we wait to release this on Saturday morning? No. Hmm. We'll find out. Depends. <laughs> on, I guess maybe not. Well, I don't know. No, I say we release it now so people can be praying for okay. me and not have we'll to. release it now. So really, you will be extra surprised because they could come any day of the week, any time. Yeah. But there won't be very many of them. Mm-hmm. That's all we can say. So... This has probably been one of our most boring episodes, but... I don't feel bad. People seem to (laughs) want to know what's happening in our lives. And there's only so much we can really update on at this point of limbo in our lives. Danny's house pregnancy, my life 
pregnancy. Yep. And some new surprise news that we can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could have updated. There's, again, not a lot to update about Stormy. I feel like I don't remember what all I said at the end of her birth. I'm not sure. I can't remember either. Podcast. But we obviously alluded to the fact that she's she had a rough birth and has been a different baby. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I said that we've taken her to different specialists and things and that I'm exclusively pumping. And um, so she's doing really, really like she's almost be doing too well to seem like she's really behind, but. She's also just so, so different than your other kids that makes it strange. Yeah. Um, Probably her biggest difference is the fact that she is so small still. Mm -hmm. She is barely 12 pounds. She is 12 pounds. And she's five and a half months. Oh, she's almost six months old. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like every time we take her to the doctors they're like well she's growing and it is true she is growing Just and she's very... staying i feel like she the first few months she dropped down on the growth curve like she was at like 17th percentile when she was born and kind of yeah slowly took a little nosedive down she to like right at the edge two? right in there okay she kind of bounces back but she typically stays just hanging on the chart uh-huh. yeah um but, like, just barely. Yeah. So, she's eating better than she had at one point. Um, she takes close to five ounces at a time, most bottles now. And she holds her own bottle, and she's trying to crawl around. And so, we did decide to do some basic genetic testing, just to see if that gave us any insight, but... That takes weeks to get back, so I think we sent it two weeks ago, so we still have probably six weeks to wait. So we'll also update you on that if we ever find anything out about what's going on with her, but she's been fun. She's Chip and I have talked about the fact that she's like our easiest baby. Maybe I said this on the last episode too, but she, she really like rarely cries. Mm-hmm. It actually was like a concern of ours when she was first born because you like expect babies to yeah cry when they're hungry and things like that. Even crying like when she was tired, like she just really didn't yeah cry much at all. She started to finally, if she gets mad enough, she'll cry, mm-hmm. but it still isn't often. You gonna cry just to prove my point? Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, but I mean, she'll like wake up from a nap and just lay in her bed for a long time. We don't even realize she's awake because she just hangs out in there. And, mm-hmm. Um, she isn't very demanding about things, so. She's very go with the nice. flow. And yeah. then the fact that she is taking exclusive bottles and not breastfeeding and just This is the first baby milk. that you've done that with. Right. And so Chip has been very quick to 
do her 4 a.m. feedings, and Kenzie feeds her a lot through the day. She likes getting time with her, so it's just been strange because I never really felt like I had that time of, like, I, I did. <laughs> For one week when she was first born, I felt like it was the most overwhelming and demanding week I've ever had of having a newborn mm -hmm. because of doing the, like, nursing, yeah. pumping feeding a bottle, nursing, mm -hmm. pumping, feeding a bottle constantly. I feel like there was, I was getting no sleep, but then kind of at that point when she was like between a week and two weeks old, we just started giving her more bottles and Chip started doing more feedings and then Kenzie started helping more. And so I feel like I only had that newborn demand on me for like a week and a half. Yeah. And then now, now we have like a joint baby like <laughs> I know that obviously like my babies are always mine and chips and they all yes. belong to our family but I've felt like I'm like co-mothering with Chip and Kenzie like <laughs> yeah. that mm -hmm. she needs them just as much as she needs me and none mm -hmm. of us as much as she needs a normal mom yeah so that's definitely been a different aspect of taking care of her She likes your striped shirt. Clearly. But. Well, that was as good of as up, an update as we could give. Yep. And we will. Be praying for Abby because we're going to post this immediately. Uh -huh. Immediately. So you guys are now forced. To pray. Into being obligated to pray for me. Because we don't know how long this will be, but. I need all the prayers. She's I like, get. even if it's a few more hours, I just. Need you to pray. So. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.